This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Really, this is a personal simcha, a moving moment, because the 25 years that Rabbi Hauer has been the Rav in Shara Zion, it is just about the amount of time that I have come to the area and have made his friendship. And it has been, usually you don't make such deep friendships um, at a stage in life, at a later stage, but this has become an incredibly deep friendship. And I am grateful to Akadish Baruch Hu for having, having us met together. And Baruch Hashem, we should continue doing together and each one in his own, what we were meant, what we were sent to this world to do. I was trying to think, what am I, what am I supposed to speak? What's supposed to be the tone of it? Um, it's not a surprise retirement party for Rabbi Hauer. So it's Shiras and Shishpachos and Tehillos. And they're also, to be honest, alien to the world I come from. I come from a very Litvisha world. And, and understatement was actually preferred a lot. But I was thinking of the Pasik about Moshe and Aaron that says, that Akarish told Moshe that Aaron will be the one that will speak on your behalf. Rabbi Howard does not need a spokesman, he's extremely articulate and eloquent on his own. But sometimes an event like this, an outsider maybe can formulate from a different perspective what I think is a core message of Ramosha and the community and what he's trying to build. And hopefully it'll be a message that he feels would be the message he would like to give. We find in Tarsh's Matos, it says, these, this is the, these are the words, this is the thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded. Chazal stop at this word, and they sense that the word Zehadover is very specific. It, it's sort of, Zeh is the definite article, it, it sort of zeroes in on something very specific. And they say this is the quality of Moshe Rabbeinu that where other prophets did not have the clarity, the resolution of his vision, they couldn't be so specific. And that's part of Moshe's, that's the gulf that separates Moshe from all other prophets in, in the clarity and sharpness of his message. And that's why Torah was given through him. But that's not exactly what Chazal tell us. Chazal tell us, and Rashi quotes this, Moshe nisnabi b'ko Omar Hashem, v'anevim nisnabi b'ko Omar Hashem. Moshe was prophesized using a more general term, ko Omar Hashem. So has Hashem said. And all prophets used ko Omar Hashem. Moshe falehem, Moshe, Moshe also used Zehadover. 
So all prophets, and Moshe also used the general term, Komar Hashem, and Moshe also was able to say Zehadavar. It, it sounds almost ridiculous. It's like saying everybody in this community gave $1,000 towards the building. So-and-so also gave $1,000, but he gave a million dollars also. What does that mean? Co denotes an uncertainty, a vagueness, an approximation. So all prophets, the best they could do is Koma Hashem. And technically it's called Aspaklai Hashem An unclear vision. Moshe was in a different league, and he was able to say Zehadover. So we say everybody said Koamar, prophets and Moshe, and also Moshe added to it Zehadover. He added to it. He was Zehadover. Everything that says the Torah is literal, it's, it's as clear as written word could be, and, and that's, that's how it's taken. That's halacha. So what does it mean he had both ko and ze? It's also interesting, the word zehadover appears a few times in the Torah. Shchutei Chutz, Nosolavchot, and other places. Why is this the place, it's almost the last one, that Rashi and Chazal, Rashi is quoting a medrash here, that they stop and they, and they sort of give us this point about zehadover. So I'd like to try to understand and explain it. Zehadover is very precise, and it is letter perfect. It fits a certain situation. In other words, it fits the written halacha as it is, and no prophet was able to attain that status. But no matter where you're standing, and no matter how clear your perception is, there's always a beyond. Hashem is infinite. And there cannot be a situation where a person knows everything crystal clear, unless it's HaKadosh Baruch, unless Hashem. If you stop at what's crystal clear, then you've reached a very high madrega, but you've truncated it. You're, you're only holding at a certain point. To be able to project ahead into the area that's beyond your, your, your clear and literal comprehension, that everyone needs. So all prophets, anything spiritual was Koamar Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu could crystallize Torah, Halacha, Mitzvah, and say precisely as it is. But to stop there also means not to ever be able to reach beyond which in effect means truncating the truth of Torah to that which we understand and can, and can be literal about. Moshe Rabbeinu also had a Koamar Hashem. And that Koamar Hashem stretched to beyond, to the beyond of Torah and the beyond. 
And at every stage, you crystallize something, and then there's always a need to be able to look ahead at what's not clear yet. This demarcation between the people that have the koamar and don't was a watershed moment in Klaliusol's history as regards the distinction between Avram's children and Talmidim and Yitzchak. When they went to the Akedah, it says Avram went, Yishmael, Eliezer, and Yitzchak. And they came to the mountain and they saw a cloud hovering over the mountain. The cloud hovering over the mountain was because the Akedah was the one thing that no human being could ever understand. And he took a look at the three with him. And two of them, he told, You are donkeys. You are obedient. You follow and you do. But the only thing you can do is what you're told to do and where you are, and that's all you can do. I will go at ko. In other words, the beyond the, what's understood and what's clear belongs to Avram and Yitzchak. So the separation between Kalal Yisrael and people who had some of Avram's ruchnias. Eliezer was dolo mashke mitoroso shel Avram. He gave over Avram's Torah. But that's it. He canned it and gave over little parcels of what he got. The beyond of it was beyond him. We tried to think a little bit about the vision and what it is that's beyond. We asked, why is it that um, it's, this was specifically given the context of a nether, specifically in the area of what's called promises, for lack of a better word in English. Nedarim, the area of deals with this, has two fascinating facets to it. One is how specific the language has to be. Most of the tractate of Nedarim deals with specific shades of language and what the meanings are. And there we get the Zehadover very clear that things have to be very specific to be a nether or what type of nether. But there's something about the content of Nedarim that's incredible. We think of a promise as we give our word and so on. That's not the authentic halachic sense of a nether. The authentic halachic sense of a nether is when you take an object that's holy, a carbon, and you take it next to another object and you say, ze ke carbon. The cuff that compares the two extends the kedusha from that which is already kadosh to that which you wish to make kedusha. The same cuff, the same code. Of, of taking something and radiating it and projecting it beyond. 
it's something that there was a generation when fidelity to halacha was very weak. And even the people who were nominally true to halacha were very hazy in the details, and observance was kind of more in a generic sense. But specifics was not the strong point of the generation that I remember yet. Baruch Hashem, Achshadara, and people do put tremendous emphasis on the specific on the specifics of halacha, and, and shilas, and tshuvas, and so on. And that's wonderful. But sometimes, in, in that diktuk, in the halacha, we stop and don't ask ourselves, where's the koi that comes after that? We, we, we're open to getting directions but no quest for direction. Many good people will ask their Rav about a dot on the Esri. But how many people will ask their Rav? And how many people will be inspired to ask their Rav on the Vesimachtem of the Hashem Lekechem that comes with all of an Esri? I think that the quest of my Yedida Yakar, of Moshe, is that people ask the Shilas on the dots on the Esrig and have a quest for the Simcha, that they, that they listen carefully for the length of the Tkia and then ask themselves, where is the Yira and the Harada? It's true in learning to try to understand deeper and better this connection with my Rebbe of Moshev's friend of Racha. It's tefillah understanding the halachas and beginning to reach out to the Lifnei Hashem in tefillah. The specifics of halachas of tzedakah and chesed and the sweeping sense of a klau, their needs, their real needs, and the way to approach it. All of those, I think, are what the kehillah and the rabbanis is about. And it's a bracha to him, to the Kehillah. Vamartem, koi lechoi. May 25 years we be back again together, alive and in good health. With one difference, it should be in the Shari Tzion. Habnuya. Fe'ata shalom, uveizcha shalom, vecholasha lecha shalom.